It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. War Eagle Auburn family members, and welcome back to another edition of E2C Extra, where we talk about anything and everything in the Auburn family spectrum. We always tend to be a little bit sports heavy here, but if it's orange and blue, it is what we do. On this episode, we're going to be talking about what's going on this summer that's got everybody excited. The 2021, what should have been 2020, 2021 Olympics and how it relates to Auburn. Now, everybody knows that, you know, the Olympics is the time that we come together and we all wave our red, white, and blue, especially for us as Americans. But it wouldn't be an Auburn podcast if we didn't try to insert ourselves into the Olympics and try to take a little bit of war eagle pride amongst something that really probably isn't even related to that. But we're going to make it work. And to do that, I brought in the best, the most qualified people out there, at least I tried to, to talk about the Olympics. Unfortunately, none of them called. Uh, so I've got wow. two co-hosts wow. that you'll be very familiar with that are very qualified to speak on this subject. And the first one I'll introduce, I guess, sorry, AJ, I, I'm going to introduce Jessica first, the, I guess, love of my life, the- You pe- guess? The yeah, you butter, guess, yeah. What? The peanut butter to my jelly. The, the war to your eagle. The war to my eagle. The official host, because I'm only the co-host in in uh, the way things work there, of Tiger Tracks, the Auburn Track and Field Show. Jessica, thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me on this very special Olympic show. This is right up your alley, because you are all about really these type is. of athletes. I've been waiting on the Olympics for a long, long time. Obviously, five years since the last Summer Olympics. Summer Olympics is my jam. It's where we have track and field. No hate on the Winter Olympics, but I am a track and field junkie, so I'm here for this. Does it really feel like five years, though? Because to me... Oh, yes. Every ounce of it. To me, four years is long enough. Five is just one more year added on top of it. Felt real bad since last year we had, like, no sports at all. So we didn't even get the NCAA Outdoor Championships. We didn't get, you know, the World Championships. We got nothing track and field last year. This... It's a long time coming. She's a little bitter about it. Settle down. I'm a lot bitter. I'm also ready to see some track and field, specifically discus, as it relates to Auburn. (laughs) All right. Well, before we get into that, though, we need to introduce our other co-host. You know him from the No Huddle podcast here on the ETC Network covering Auburn football. But he's got a little bit of history with Olympic sports because I believe if I have his history correct, He's actually participated in a type of Olympic sport himself, none other than AJ Richardson. What's going on, AJ? I've done an Olympic sport. Uh, that's what I heard. Weren't you a swimmer? Yeah, I did swim. Yeah, correct. So yeah. You, you were involved in the Olympic. And, uh... ooh, do you want to know that another fun fact? Sure. I did a handstand competition before a gymnastics meet in Auburn Arena, and I got second place. And how did Out that of how many people? It was like six people. Four of them okay. were like five-year-old girls oh, well. so i felt bad 
To be fair, I can't do a handstand at all, no matter how many people are competing. So that's a win in my book. <laughs> Jessica, you can't make it down the stairs without falling. So Let's be honest. Olympic sports, we would not be good at. When you get like <laughs> height involved with Jessica in any way, it's a bad deal. That's why she was a runner and a track and field athlete, because she stayed on the ground. She wasn't a jumper. Oh, my god. A gosh. pole vaulter, because she would find a way to mess so it up. So you're saying I could have done discus because I stay on the ground. You, I've seen you throw things, not very well, but when you have a little bit of, you know, anger behind you, you can throw pretty far not a discus not a discus though <laughs> it's like throwing a frisbee for you i've seen you do that not... that's terrible i it doesn't aj play frisbee golf yes, yeah don't. i do i would be terrible at that that's yeah. your olympic sport yeah that's my second olympic sport except the discus is like 15 times heavier than any disc i've ever thrown i mean that's fair you know what i could win a gold medal in in the olympics what sass uh, that's true. Mm. That's very true. Uh, you would be the gold, silver, and, and bronze, bronze you, champion. Jessica <laughs> takes the podium on sass completely. <laughs> if you know my wife, you know that to be true. All I right, feel like I'm getting like a peek behind the curtain of the track and field <laughs> podcast for Tiger Tracks because I feel like I'm I'm just like sitting here watching y'all. It is great. Say, are you third wheeling this? <laughs> yeah, I probably am. <laughs> Well, enough about us and our, you know, Olympic aspirations. I don't have any myself. Now, my mom did tell me that uh, I was a very good swimmer and she was very disappointed that I never took up actual competitive swimming and diving. Um, so I guess you can take that to the bank. And... Okay, Michael Phelps, let's go Listen, on. Listen, I didn't say it was Michael Phelps. I just said that I had a talent. You know, in fact, AJ and I did compete in the Auburn Rec League Summer Olympic or whatever, was winter or fall yeah. Olympics. You remember this, AJ? We yeah, were on yeah, the swim it was team. like an intramural thing. I mean, there yeah. were at least 100 people, Auburn students that came, swam events. It was fun. I enjoyed it. didn't do it. well. <laughs> I mean, I didn't get last. That's true. Okay. That's true. Well... Congratulations. <laughs> Jessica struggling for words here. All right. Well, let's talk about how the Olympics relates to Auburn. Obviously, it's more than just about Auburn, but we've got to tie it into our little orange and blue selves. So orange and blue glasses on in full effect here for us. I want to give you a little bit of background to Auburn and the Olympics uh, before we kind of break it down a little bit further and talk about some specific athletes that are going to be there. Obviously, when you think of the Olympics you, in Auburn, you think of names like Rowdy Gaines and Christy Coventry. Those are both swimmers, uh, Rowdy being the biggest name. I would argue Rowdy is arguably the fourth of our, you know, we've got the big three, Bo Barkley and the Big Hurt. He should be the fourth because of just how incredible he was as a swimming and diving champion at Auburn and at the Olympic level as well. So for the 2021, still weird to say, uh, Olympics, we've got 14 athletes with Auburn ties. Now, some of these left Auburn before their time was up and finished their careers elsewhere, but most of these finished their careers at Auburn. We still want to talk about them. It encompasses five different sports, gymnastics, track and field, softball, tennis, and swimming. There's also 10 different countries that are represented, and I'll kind of run through a list for you now just so you can get a, a broad spectrum of how well represented the Auburn family is here. Five United States athletes, one of those being a U.S. Virgin Islands. There was some debate as to whether that's actually a separate team altogether. I couldn't figure it out myself, so I'm just kind of throwing them in together. One from Italy, one from Germany, one from the Bahamas, Trinidad and Tobago, one from Jamaica, one from Argentina, one from Luxembourg, one from Brazil, and one from Guatemala. Jessica, which one of those sticks out to you the most that you're surprised that we have representation from? I'm going to go with Luxembourg. 
Lex Luxembourg. Luxembourg. Okay, you said Brazil, and listen, I didn't even listen, say anything. Just blow up. <laughs> but you're gonna make fun why, of me for how I said Luxembourg. Why so did I? Of, how do you say Brazil? Why did I invite you on this show? I don't know. <laughs> but here, I was being so nice, and I almost had an aneurysm for not making fun of you for that. But... <laughs> I, I was surprised by Luxembourg being represented here as well. AJ, what about you? I honestly, I, I was just thinking about this. Brazil is one of the sport or one of the teams. I feel like I, there are obviously I've met plenty of Brazilian, you know, people that come to Auburn, but it's just a long way. That's a long way to come mm-hmm. just to to Auburn. And yeah. the guy that's representing Auburn from Brazil, he stayed there, you know, his full career, um, and he ended up doing well up until, and even still, obviously, he's on the Olympics and and what is it like seven years after you graduated? Like, that's crazy. That's a wow. long time after to step away from a sport and still come back to it. Yeah, it really is. What I, it sticks out to me from this is just how, you know, much, how many different countries within just the Americas there, obviously the United States, but then you've got up and down central and South America where there's a representative that at least spent some time in Auburn, if not finished their time as Auburn as, as an athlete. So I just thought that was really cool. I like breaking things down like that and kind of just looking at, you know, who actually is represented. Obviously, we'd prefer them all to be in the United States if that had worked out that way. But it's still great to see, you know, people that have ties to the orange and blue uh, competing on such an incredible level right here. So for the Summer Olympics for 2021, they'll be taking place July 23rd through August 8th. And uh, like we said, it's our, it was supposed to be scheduled last year. Jessica is still bitter about that. Very. Are, are you going to be okay? Oh, we're just not going to talk about it. <laughs> so uh, she is very excited for that to happen. I, I do believe some competition is actually starting beforehand. In fact, as we're recording this, I believe softball technically starts like late tonight. Yeah, I've never understood that. How can you have an Olympic sport that starts before the opening ceremonies? Why do we even have opening ceremonies if it's not an actual opening? I th- that should just be called <laughs> ceremonies. We're not going to have a Jessica rant section here. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I think it's a lot because of, you know, the type of game. Think about softball is a very long game. So they've got to spread it out longer. You know, they've got they've got a lot more teams competing. I mean, I get it, but you need to have the opening ceremonies before the first event. Otherwise, it's just ceremonies. I think they do the opening ceremonies when they can have everybody there. Well, if I was doing my research, I think softball, there's only six teams. If I'm that's it, I think. I'm going to verify that, but I think there's only six teams total. Wow. that's, in, that's I'm going to look it up, verify it, but I, that, I think I was reading that. I'm very surprised and slightly disappointed by that, to be honest with you, because I thought yeah. there'd be a lot more than that. You know who you need on the show? Clint. He could tell us. Clint. Well, you know, Clint. I know he's baseball, Clint, but it's similar. All we would get from Clint is about how Western Stripes somehow made it into the uniforms of the of these you know, athletes. Maybe that's something we need on this podcast. It, it might be, but uh, no Clint today. I, I have Clint on enough. Sorry, Clint. <laughs> um, all right. So we've got five different sports to talk about. We're not going to talk about all of them in great detail, but what we have done is each picked a certain athlete that's um, I think got a lot of you know story behind it, history behind it and significance behind it. So why don't we do this? Uh, do you want ladies first, honey? Yep. Uh, Jessica says ladies, first. ladies and the most important sport track and field first. So let me set it up for you. She is going to be talking about Rachel Dinkoff, but I want to give you everyone that is competing with Auburn ties in track and field. We got Rachel Dinkoff in the discus, Donald Thomas in the high jump, Kai Selvin, 
from Trinidad and Tobago in the 4x100 women's relay. And then Nathan Allen, someone Jessica and I are familiar with from watching him the past couple of seasons from Jamaica, the 4x400 men's relay alternate, though. So he's technically technically not part of the team. Is that how that works, Jessica, do you think? Well, I mean, he's just, he's like the understudy. You know, if somebody gets sick or gets hit by a bus, he's in. So do you just, you don't get to travel? Or you, do you do travel. You're yeah, you there. Travel. Yeah, right. Yeah. If you're over in your home country, you have to be there in case somebody breaks a leg five minutes before the gun goes off. So do you get a medal still if you like, no. if, you, if, you don't, if you didn't compete? No. Well, what's the fun in that? Uh, like you if probably get team, the cool swag, you know, the you Ralph Lauren polos and all you're that cool in stuff. Tokyo, you made the Olympic team just as an alternate. Like that's amazing. It's more than you'll ever do with your life. Wow. <laughs> oh, I think she's in rare form because you're here tonight, JJ. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll take credit for that. All right, Jessica, why don't you talk to us a little bit about Rachel Dinkoff? She obviously, you know, we could talk all night about each one of these athletes, but Rachel's probably the biggest name for us in track and field. And I won't call it a surprise, but is probably got a good story behind why she's here and just how she got here. Well, Rachel Dinkoff actually competed at Auburn for three years. So she started her career as a collegiate athlete at Purdue and then transferred to Auburn. She was a multi meaning she played softball, track and field, and I believe swimming, actually, and then ended up sticking with discus during her time. So while she was at Auburn, she earned All-American honors in 2014, 2015, and 2016. She um, is still the Auburn discus record holder with a mark of 183 feet, one inch, or somewhere around 55 meters. Um, nobody has beaten that since that time. Um, she's also the first female athlete from Auburn to compete in the Olympics. I feel and like that's a pretty big deal. I feel like this is a huge deal. Like you, you're the first female in track and field yeah. to compete. So it's just track and field, track not, and field. not in the Olympics period, but just track Correct. and field. First female yeah, track, track and field, field for athlete. United States. I think like there's yes. been obviously other like in Jamaica or other countries represented, right. but I think specifically United States. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that's a little disappointing. Not not because no, that's not amazing because, for her. It's amazing for her, but that we haven't put someone there yet from Auburn. Well, you know, we really thought Kylie Carter was going to do it, but we got twenty twenty four for her. I have two disappointments of the Olympics so far: the fact Joyce that Camelli. Joyce Camelli and Kylie Carter aren't in yeah. it. I really mm. thought Joyce Camelli would get there for Kenya, but it's Alas, okay. It's anyway, okay. back to Rachel Dinkoff. So remember, I told you she holds that Auburn discus record, right? So. Her, like I said, her throw there was 55 meters, somewhere around there. So her throw for the Olympic trials that got her to the Olympics mm -hmm. was 60.21 meters. Dang. Yeah. That's a huge jump. I mean, granted, it's been, what, five years mm -hmm. since she competed to Auburn, but this is really exciting. And I think she's got a good shot. She's also mentioned that she is already looking forward to 2024 Olympics. So she's playing ahead. This isn't going to be her only Olympic showing. I remember Rachel vaguely because obviously I've grown in my track and field love since doing the show with you. Uh, but I remember just kind of, you know, from hearing the name around campus or even once I left campus, hearing about Rachel Dinkoff and how 
you know, incredible of an athlete she was at yeah. Auburn. And you and I, we didn't get to necessarily watch the Olympic trials live for her because the way they televise it, they're mainly focusing on the running events and the field events are kind of just taking place and they'll show it as they have time. But we pretty much got to see it happen live where she was, I think, in fourth place, wasn't it? Um, uh, I believe she was in... actually in seventh place. And that was going into the and finals or something? Maybe in fourth going into the finals. And that's that, that her fifth throw was what led her to second place. And it was like a big, not, not necessarily a shock, but it was just a, a, a surprise yeah. that she just like gave everything she had there and not only like leapt into the top three got number two overall in the olympic trials and got her place on the team so you can see i mean just from what you read alone about her time here at auburn and what she accomplished there and still holds records for and see the potential that she has even in olympic trials you know rachel might be a sleeper for you know doing some big things on the, on the on the biggest world stage there there you go now, I do hate that we haven't, you know, talked a lot about Nathan Allen since he left at Auburn, but, you know, you and I remember watching him in some, I think we watched him a lot in indoor track and field. Yep. A lot. I remember how he, did. he he surprised us a couple times, I think like in SECs where he got like a silver medal or something like that. So there's some recent familiar names. Donald and Kai were the other two that I uh, spoke about that will be representing us in track and field as well. So that's what you have to look forward to. Uh, at least four different athletes all competing, but definitely pay attention to Rachel. Hey, Auburn family, we're going to take a quick breather from this episode to bring you an important message. One of the most well-known things about Auburn fans is how loyal they are. And we show that loyalty by the colors that we wear. Let us help you stock up on those colors by going over to our tpublic.com store. There you'll find a variety of merchandise geared towards designs based on E2C Network and Auburn content. While TeePublic is known for their t-shirts, they have a wide selection of merchandise options for you to select one of these designs to be put on. They also have other types of apparel, stickers, mugs, and much more. Here's the beauty of it. Your purchase will help support this network and the content that we regularly produce. The purchase will also go to support independent artists who put a lot of hard work into designing these concepts, especially for you, the Auburn family. And did I mention that they regularly have sales? T-shirts for $13? You have to be kidding me. If you're ready to explore your purchase options, head on over to tpublic.com slash store slash E2C Network. You can also get there by going to our website at e2cnetwork.com slash support. Now that you've got some options to suit up for game day, let's head back into this episode. AJ, let's switch over to you into the world of gymnastics and talk about a little bit of a phenom that is not only going to be an Auburn Tiger as a freshman this season, but has already taken the world by storm. So take it away. Yeah. So if you haven't seen anywhere, which I mean, really you've seen Sunisa Lee's name, you've watched her in the trials, you've heard about her on social media. She's coming to Auburn, which I feel like is a absolutely huge deal. I mean, I've heard her as a, you know, quote unquote recruit bigger than somebody even like uh, Bo Nix or like a Sharif Cooper that was super highly rated. Yeah. And yet Sunisa is above all of them. You know, wow. if, you know, all sports were equal, right. That's how much of an impact I think when she comes to Auburn, she can potentially be. And uh, the connection, which I was starting to try to make was how did she get to Auburn? And the connection comes with Jeff Graba's brother, um, literally a twin brother. Like if you looked at him, you would say, Oh, that's Jeff Graba, which honestly I did. And I felt like a lot of Auburn 
fans did as well because they look so similar. But that's uh, Sunisa Lee's coach, um, club coach, been coaching her for a long time. And so I think the connection of, hey, come to Auburn, get a degree. Uh, is also, you know, work hard at Auburn in gymnastics while your time's there. Um, but I think that's a pretty big deal for Auburn to get somebody so high profile. I mean, honestly, especially with the name and name image and likeness stuff coming out. Yeah. I was thinking about how big Sunisa is going to make it when she comes to Auburn, because as soon as she steps on campus, there's going to be big names coming for her, like the Nikes of the world. And they're going to be shilling out lots of money for her to be in commercials because Likely, I mean, I guess I could see Simone Biles coming back another year, but Sunisa, she's only like what 18, I think, mm-hmm. 17 or 18, and she's probably going to be one of the next faces for uh, U.S. gymnastics, which I feel like is a, again a really big deal, yeah. especially if she comes to Auburn, stays her time at Auburn. That's going to be really awesome. Um, but I, I've I've been really excited about her um, and just seeing all of the positive. Uh, positive news about her especially since i was researching and that's kind of part of her story and i i don't know if if y'all are like me but i love getting into the fun stories of gymnastics or just any sport in in the olympics and sunni's is a cool one because back in 2019 her dad uh got into uh, he was helping out a neighbor and literally partially paralyzed himself from like the chest down um and yet her dad was still able to put her through uh, going through the training that is required to get to the Olympics. Um, now her dad's in a wheelchair, gaining some mobility back. But I feel like those are kind of like the cool stories of fighting, you know, helping her dad um, when needed. And, you know, finally getting to the spot where she gets an Olympic spot and is on the Olympic team for not only just like her, her probably her best event, which her best event you know, probably arguably is the, the uneven bars, but yet she's also doing it for all of the events. And I feel like that's a really big deal because that's what Simone Biles is known for. It's just being an all around great athlete. And yet Sunisa is, you know, nipping at the heels of her. Mm-hmm. She's, she's a little bit behind, but yeah, you know, we have to have somebody that comes up the ranks. And I think Sunisa could be that, that person. Yeah, she definitely can be. And if I recall, she won at trials, uh, the beam and the uneven bars and took second place in the all around. Wow. So you can see really, you know, I mean, it says in the name how well-rounded in yep. all around competition that she really truly is. And, and something that I think about in this AJ that I think is going to be crucial for her, you know, she's rising in fame and stardom, especially being on this biggest stage, but she's coming in in my opinion, under the wings of the real star, Simone Biles in gymnastics. I mean, no one's going to deny that she's the big name right now and the leader of that squad. But, you know, when she comes to Auburn, she's going to have to kind of come under the wings of not maybe just one, but two other, you know, giants in Auburn um, gymnastics right now. And that'd be Darian Goborn and uh, Drew Watson. And I think those were probably, there's not much of an argument made that those two are the leaders of the gymnastics team. And so she's coming in as this hot rod talent and, you know, there's could be a case where maybe she, I don't know her personally, but I, I could get a little bit of fool myself, but she'll probably learn with being Simone that I, you know, kind of just need to do my job and take care of the, the things that and, and lean on the leaders that are already here and learn from them. And then when it's my time, take control of this program. So I think it's a, it, she's on a bigger stage than she will be at Auburn. 
but I think it'll be a good thing for her when she finally gets here. Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, she's, she's already, uh, I've seen some of her interviews. She sounds like a well-oiled machine from interviews. And then obviously she's doing these Olympic trials in front of probably more fans she's ever done them in, in her life. Absolutely. And she killed it. She was hitting every, everything that she was wanting to. And I feel like that's a sign of this could be a top notch person. Um, something other, uh, something else that I, I wanted to mention because we already mentioned about um, uh, who was it, Rachel Dinkoff. Yeah, she was the first uh, athlete from track and field to represent USA. Well, guess what? Sunisa Lee is the same, but for gymnastics. She's the first Auburn uh, athlete to represent Auburn in the gymnastics in the Olympics. I feel like that's another huge thing that probably can't be understated of how, how big that is. That's awesome. And see, Auburn's had some great moments in Olympic history. We're not going to say that we've dominated by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, there's no bigger name in, in men's swimming, at least, than Rowdy Gaines. You know, this could be the start of something really special for, for Lee, you know, if, if she really just kind of realizes that potential and becomes the face of not just Auburn gymnastics, but United States gymnastics as well. And Rachel's got a chance as well. You know, the ladies are kicking butt here mm. so far and because they're the ones that we're mainly talking about. Uh, but you, you've got a lot to be excited for in those two alone. And I do want us to take some time real quick to talk about one more athlete, and that be in the realm of softball. Everybody was on the Auburn softball hype wagon, you know, a couple of years ago. It's kind of fallen off just a little bit here. But Emily Carasoni, uh, the second baseman who was part of what should have been a championship team, fortunately didn't work out that way. Uh, a couple of years back, she is uh, going to be competing with the Italian team. And she, just like she was at Auburn, is a star there as well. I think she's batting in their, I guess, uh, early competitions prep for the Olympics. She's batting 0.474. How does that sound to you, AJ? <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Like, put in perspective, if you're, I mean, that means you're getting a hit or on, like, you're getting a hit pretty much half the time you come up to the plate. That's incredible. I mean, put it in perspective, major league baseball players, and it's a you know, slightly different sport. But if you're over 300, so three out of 10 times you come up to bat, you're, you're getting a hit. That's fantastic. And for her to be almost half the time she comes up is just astronomically good. Jessica, what would your batting average be? So to give you, some... what's the lowest you can get? Can you get it'd, a negative? It'd be no, it'd be a zero. I'd be <laughs> negative two hundred. I feel like you'd be a great bunt specialist because it doesn't. All it takes for you to put the put the the bat out there. You know what I'd be? You know, like when you have a really fat guy that's a really good hitter, and you've got the guy that runs for the fat guy. That's not a bad analogy for yourself. That's me. You'd, I'm the runner. Yeah, you'd, you'd be the pinch runner, definitely. Pinch runner. Yeah, you, you're quick. In softball, it's called the designated runner. That's me. That, the that's DR. You. I Dr. Loomis. Got it. Yes. I do think that you would make a very great bunt specialist because that's a very big part of the game mm -hmm. in softball. That stresses me out. Because if you don't pull your bat and then you're bunting, but you didn't mean to bunt, and then it's like a strike, and then something else happens, that's too stressful. Just let me run. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thankfully, uh, Emily doesn't have to run that often because she's usually hitting the ball out of the park or hitting it into a place at least to kind of walk in easily for a double. Uh, she is a bit of a power hitter. She's a great second baseman. Uh, and, you know, the name that she built for herself at Auburn was carried on when there was a pro softball league here in the United States. I'm still kind of foggy on how much 
that has survived or not. Uh, but obviously been competing with the Italian team over there. And honestly, I, I mean, Carasoni sounds like a bit of a, you know, a, a, an Italian name, but I never would have put her with the Italian team. I was thinking uh, the same thing. And then I started thinking about it. Say Carasoni like an Italian accent. Carasoni. Like, <laughs> it makes I've sense, got right? A, I've got a vision right now of AJ. <laughs> I've little, got my fingers up. a little up. hand motion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> eating spaghetti. <laughs> yep. Oh, the stereotypes are flying all the way around. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't her dad, like her dad's side of the family. It was an Italian relative. And then I believe she got, so. I think she got dual citizenship. Maybe that's how you can play for a different team. So yeah. she's a U.S. citizen, but also Italian citizen. That's dual awesome. citizenship. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I, I was like, all right. I thought she was 100% American, but. She got dual citizenship. Hey, look, no, no shame. I'm just happy that she's competing as an Auburn Tiger. Because uh, while we can call them former Auburn Tigers, you're never really a former Auburn Tiger. You always got the orange and blue in your blood. So on that sense, even though she's not fighting for the old US of A, I can still cheer for her a little bit. Just not when she plays the United States team. That's, <laughs> that's, that's when we have to kind of draw the line there and say, hey, listen, you know, we might bleed orange and blue, but we got to fight for the flag and for our American brothers and sisters in the Olympics right now. Yeah. All right. To wrap up though, I want to kind of just give you the last couple of names that we haven't mentioned yet. We have talked about track and field and who's all been there. We've talked about softball and gymnastics. There's also tennis, Tim. I'm going to try my best to pronounce these names. I'm so sorry to the individuals that I will, I will just do so much damage to your name here. Tim puts, I believe is how it said uh from germany uh the men's tennis that he'll be competing we also have a bunch of swimmers and this is where you're going to really hear me trip up so everybody get ready uh we've got uh santiago grassi from argentina julie minen from luxembourg as we already talked about annie lasser for the united states that's a very popular name right now she's kind of the up and coming uh well not up and coming because she's been around for a little while but a familiar name for some auburn fans that do like the olympics Zach Apple for the United States as well. Here's the big one. How, how, how did we say this one? Mar- Marcello Cherigini? Is that how we said it, Jessica? AJ? Sounds right. Yeah, sounds Cherigini? good. It's better Mar- than I would have said it. Marcello Cherigini. I'm sorry if that's terrible uh, pronunciation of your name, but he's from Brazil. Luis Martinez from Guatemala. And Adriel Sanez from the United States Virgin Islands. I guess technically part of the United States team. Don't really know how that breakdown goes. But uh, that, Adriel, actually will be part of the Auburn uh, men's team this upcoming year. He's a transfer from Denver. And then one final note, not necessarily part of the traditional Olympics, but the Paralympics, we will have our very own head coach for the Auburn wheelchair basketball team being an assistant coach. His name is Rob Taylor. So that's another little note for you to kind of keep track of. Not an athlete, but will be a coach there competing and in some way representing us on the big stage. So I would like to close with this. If Auburn was going to win a gold or a gold, silver, or bronze, I mean, obviously in their respective country, but just, let's just say Auburn wins it. Other than Suni Lee. Oh, I'm, ta- I'm going to take that one away. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the easy one. If someone was going to win a medal in one of the other sports, who would it be? Let's, uh, we'll go AJ first. I'm not going to put Jessica on the spot. I'll put AJ on the spot this time. I think it's going to be softball. And I did confirm there are only six teams. It's going to be Australia, Canada, Italy, Japan, Mexico, U.S. That's it. So I think one out of six chance that she and Italy wins a gold. 
Hmm. Using the math skills, I see that you. I got an analytics minor. A medal. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, I was going to go Annie Lazar. Yeah. I really felt like she did a great job in the Olympic trials. Um, I I just think that we've got a good potential to see her at least get the bronze. The problem is you you guys took both the two that I was going to pick. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm going to go. Rachel Dinkoff. <laughs> yeah. I think Rachel's obviously got a, like I said, when we opened up, she has an enormous amount of potential as we've yes. seen where she just rose to the occasion yes. in the Olympic trials. So Rachel could be another one of those. So at, let's just be honest because they're an Auburn tiger. They all have the potential to place on that podium. And we hope to see that because we will be celebrating for them. It's going to be a fun couple of weeks following the Olympics, but also following the Olympics in a special Auburn way, in an Auburn way to tie it all together. So that's all we have for you guys here on this episode. But before we get out of here, I always want to let our contributors share where they can find them. AJ, where can they find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. Jessica? Listen, y'all, I've got a Twitter. I don't know what it is. So just find me on Instagram, Nurse J. Loomis. And you can find me on Twitter at TigerEye24. We hope that you're going to enjoy the Olympics and in their own special way, the Auburn Olympics uh, this upcoming uh, summer. And we'll be back again probably very soon to talk about maybe what happens. Maybe we'll be talking about a few golds, silvers, bronzes, and everything in between. But until we talk to you again, War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?